sentire media. How many of you have met somebody who has made the move to Italy, whether you've met them on social or maybe you sat next to them in a coffee bar when you were visiting Italy? You probably listened to their story and maybe noticed their relaxed energy and imagined what your life would be like if you were able to wake up every day in your favorite place in Italy. Now, most people who decide to move to Italy do it because of an inspiration like this or from someone or something that they saw. And it's a great motivator. But what many people forget to include, and all those dreamy TV shows never highlight, are the mistakes, the oops, the jackpots that some foreigners get themselves into. Now, some are really small and are easily fixed, but others, well, they take a little more help and time and money to clean up. But all of them are avoidable. Samantha Wilson, a West Coast city girl turned Italian-loving expat, living her best life in beautiful Italy. But it wasn't that long ago that I was only dreaming about living Le Dolce Vita and lacked the knowledge, support, and inspiration to pack up my family and make the move to Italy. Fast forward past many costly mistakes and wrong turns, and you'll see the life I have today that is healthier, happier, and more connected and how my business helps change the lives of thousands of people, helping them find their pathway to their dream life in Italy. I created a New Life in Italy podcast to help make sense of the Italian bureaucracy, share some insider's tips, and give you a peek into what it's really like to move, settle, and live in Italy, and to help you do the same. If you're dreaming of starting a new life in Italy, whether part-time, full-time, or a lifetime, and want to learn how to do it faster, easier, and with less stress, you're in the right place. Well, hello everyone, Samantha here from beautiful Tuscany. In this episode, I'm going to share the top five mistakes that people make when moving to Italy, and how you can avoid them. You can't imagine how many emails and DMs and phone calls that we get every time a new movie or TV show comes out about life in Italy. And I can understand why. Because when you are awash with these images of crystal clear seas and blue skies and incredible food and all these kind of crazy local Italian characters, it's hard not to wish that you were here living this life. And how many of you have actually met somebody who has made the move, whether it's on social or maybe you sat next to them in a coffee bar when you were visiting Italy? You might have listened to their story and you noticed that their relaxed energy was pretty infectious. And then you start to imagine what your life would be like here living in Italy. Most people who decide to move to Italy do it because of this kind of an inspiration. And this is really a great motivator. But what many people forget to tell you, and what all these great TV shows never highlight, are all of those mistakes. And these are the jackpots that some foreigners get themselves into. Now, some are really small, and we can fix them pretty easily, but others, others have more serious consequences. It's my goal in this episode to make sure that you don't get yourself into one of these jackpots and instead choose an easier route to your new life in Italy. So let's dive into mistake number one, not giving yourself enough time. 
Thinking that you can simply pack up and move across the world within a year is a tall order, and depending on the complexity of your life back home, can really set the ground for many missteps and a lot of mistakes. Some may be small, like just forgetting to reroute your mail, and others can be really big, like maybe not getting the right permissions or the visas that will allow you to move and stay in Italy. Now, I know that this can seem really hard to believe, but we have had more than a few desperate phone calls from foreigners that move their entire lives to Italy without ever getting a visa or permission ahead of time, only to learn that when they're here, they were actually an overstay and they risked deportation. In reality, you need a very long runway to move to Italy. At minimum, you need one year, but for many people, the moving process, including the learning and the evaluation stages, will take more like three to five years. By allowing yourself this time to prepare, you will be more likely to make the right decisions and less likely to cut the corners. Mistake number two is a big one, and that is not fully understanding the financial impact of moving to Italy. If you're planning to move to Italy, you will need to factor in a lot of variables, and they can have a major impact on your lifestyle and your future happiness here. You will need to take the time to fully evaluate your budget and your expenses, and then balance this with how you want to live in Italy. Your budget has to be realistic, and it has to be reliable. If your plan is to move to Italy and find a job, well, be prepared for a big uphill climb. And if you're not fluent in Italian, then the pickings are very slim and the pay incredibly low. But if you're moving to Italy as a retired person and living off your pension, it's easier to budget. But there are still some critical decisions that you need to make early on that can have a massive impact on your future income. Now, the first one is to always factor in currency fluctuation. This is your pension currency versus the euro. And this can make a big difference on your bottom line, especially for my Canadian, Australian, or South African friends out there. Your healthy pension that you had back home will suddenly be reduced by 30 to 40% or even more, depending on that currency influx. Now, the second thing that you need to consider is your residency location and how it can impact you for better or for worse and your tax liability in Italy. If you're receiving a pension and choose to live in a qualifying town or region in Italy, you can save a fortune on your taxes. However, if you're not well planned and you don't properly evaluate your financial position, especially the tax implications, before you move, you can find yourself giving a huge chunk of that hard-earned pension back to the Italian government. To avoid this, plan early and take the time, spend a little bit of money and get a professional assessment and guidance from an Italian commercialista, which is an accountant, about your tax situation before you move. And this will cost you a little bit of money, maybe a few hundred euros, but it will save you thousands in the end. We will be dedicating a future episode on Italian taxes to dive deeper into this subject, but for now, let's move on to mistake number three. Shipping their furnishings, all their belongings, and even their car to Italy. Okay, I know you love your things and your car and all your stuff. I get it. Many of the things that you've collected for years, they mean something to you. They hold special memories. But to ship all of your belongings, including your vehicle, is not only expensive, but if it involves specific importing procedures like 
in the case of your car, the hassle and the time and the expense will not be worth it. I really encourage you to think long and hard about all of the things that you have and ask yourself, do you really need them in your new life in Italy? Do you need all of it? Most people move to Italy to free themselves of these excesses. And practically speaking, probably many of your appliances and your electronics won't even work here. So you're just going to end up paying to move something that is just garbage. So instead, hold a garage sale or donate your things to someone else who can find value and use them. Start to purge now and bring what you absolutely can't live without and then just buy the rest. You will find that you don't really need everything that you have to be happy in Italy. Mistake number four is kind of related to number two, and that is choosing the wrong place to live. Okay, I know Italy is beautiful, and how can anywhere be the wrong place to live? Well, putting aside your ideal location in Italy, we will need to consider a few very important things when making the final decision because one of them you cannot change and the other one is difficult to change. The first one is your tax and your financial benefits that we talked about in mistake number two. If you are a pensioner and want to save a bundle on your taxes, the very first place that you register your residency will impact whether or not you qualify for a lower tax rate. To qualify for the 7% flat tax scheme, you need to be collecting a foreign pension and living in a qualifying area that has less than 20,000 regular residents and is in the southern part, a southern region like Abruzzo or Calabria, Campania, Puglia, Molese, Basilicata, Sicily, and also Sardinia. If you are not in one of these locations and in a town under 20,000 people, you will not qualify. You cannot take residency first in an unqualifying area and then move to a qualifying place. You must register your very first residency in this location in order to benefit from the tax scheme. So depending on your financial and income situation, this is a critical decision that should not be taken lightly. The second reason that choosing the right place is so important has to do with travel and the ease of movement. As a foreigner, and unless your country has their driver's license reciprocity with Italy, which means that you can just exchange your driver's license, if you're American or Canadian or Australian, this doesn't apply to you, you will lose the right to drive under your driver's license after 12 months of residency. And if you want to continue to drive, you will need to take and pass an Italian driver's theory and then a practical test. You'll need to do this in Italian, in French, or German, but definitely not English. And if you're successful, then you will become a new driver with a whole bunch of restrictions. This test in Italian is very difficult, even for Italians. This can be a very big problem if you've bought a lovely home in the countryside where, after the first 12 months, you're no longer able to drive to the grocery store. So make sure you choose your location wisely. And the final mistake, number five, is not seeking help when you need it. Now for all of you DIYers out there, I applaud you because it takes a special fortitude to be able to take on a task that you're unfamiliar with and make it work. And for some of you, this is your comfort zone and you love to learn and try to get things done yourself. That's fantastic and I love it. In fact, I can think of a few new arrivals who took this road and made it over and now are happily living their dream life in Italy. 
Now, I'll also say that even though these people say that they did it on their own, they really didn't. At some point, they had someone, usually a friend, go with them to the commune to help translate or make a few phone calls for them, or even an expert give them a few pointers like this along the way. Moving to Italy is complicated, and you are going to need help, period. Now, you can get that help from friends, your real estate agent, or an expert, or even a professional. But whatever way you choose, my tip is for you to be able to be open to and receptive to receiving the help that you need. I've helped correct mistakes for people who've tried to wing it and have signed something that they didn't understand or agreed to a rental contract that's just a disaster or for a merit of many other reasons, all because they didn't want to ask for help or because they were either stubborn or embarrassed or didn't want to spend any money, which usually ends up costing them much more in the end. Sort of that old pay now or pay later syndrome, which was one of my old Vita Italia alumni so cleverly said. As an example to solution number two, mistake number two, speaking to a commercialista before you move is the perfect illustration of how early help can save you a fortune later. So the best advice I can give you is to tell yourself right now, I will need help when I move to Italy and start to seek out people that you can trust to help guide you along the way. It's easy to make a mistake when you move to a foreign country, and Italy is a country full of contradiction and a bureaucracy that changes the rules and the procedure on a constant basis. So keeping up with what you need to do and how you need to do it is not an easy task. My best advice to avoid making any of these mistakes is to give yourself time. Give yourself a long runway and seek the right resources for your information, trust your instincts, and ask for help. I can't wait to meet up with you again next week, same time, same place. Ciao for now. Well, we've reached the end of another episode of A New Life in Italy podcast. Be sure to visit us at smartmoveitaly.com or join the conversation in our Facebook group, How to Move to Italy. And don't forget, if you love this episode, head over to iTunes to subscribe, rate, and leave a review. It's very much appreciated. Thanks again, and ciao for now. Sentire Media Hey podcast producers and show hosts, do you want to join a podcast network that celebrates all things Italian? At Sentiri Media, we understand the allure of Italy and its unique culture. Our devoted team of hosts and producers are all driven by their shared passion for Italy. And we work tirelessly to create the best lifestyle podcasts and content that will whisk you away to the very heart of Italy. With us, you can savor the mouth-watering flavors, get lost in the stories from the past, break down the cultural barriers, and truly immerse yourself in the vibrant traditions of this intoxicating country. If you have a great podcast idea or are already in production and would like to join Sentire Media, head over to sentiremedia.com. That's S-E-N-T-I-R-E media.com and find out how to submit your show.